time to talk games and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of Talk Games Chew Bubblegum, and we have a very exciting episode for you today. As always, my name is Adam, and then I think my brotherhood partner, Alan, is with me. Hello. And then I can smell a sneaky-ass Templar in the bunch. Mm. That is the new face. That's definitely Luke. not me. Okay, <laughs> well. We, we've sussed out the Templar. We've sussed out the Assassin, so I think we're good. Um, based off those two descriptions and the title of this episode, if you haven't figured it out, we played Assassin's Creed Chronicles China Edition, uh, which was a very fun 2.5D platformer stealth game set in the Assassin's Creed universe. Yeah, I've always liked this one in particular i'm not really sure what it was uh i think it has to do with the fact that at this point uh, all the assassin's creed games you've played i mean this one came out in 2015 you know followed a pretty similar formula you know uh very you know sandboxy and such and uh i'm not typically the one who goes for a platformer outright uh you know it's not really the first thing I, i'll play because i will play them but um i did like just just the feel of this one and how it didn't feel like a typical platformer to me and it's in the assassin's creed universe so you're able to kind of ingest it pretty easily and you know play with a with a different assassin that you hadn't come across just yet i mean because at this point there had been what adam you had uh all your favorites uh, Alt- hey, altair um, and Ezio. right about this point yeah. you also had uh black flag as well oh jacob yeah, and oh, I can't remember. I can't actually, remember third one. Well, actually, actually, number three, actually, Jacob. You had um, Black Flag. You had Assassin's Creed Three. Um, so of course, because that came after, because <laughs> that came that came before uh, Black <laughs> Flag, and you even had uh, Rogue and even Unity before this came out. All right, I don't think we speak of Unity, and <laughs> I don't know of anybody that ever played Rogue, even though it was supposed to be like more ship combat stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I, that's a. Another episode. Maybe, maybe now that it's on the Switch and it, it's getting bundled with Black Flag on the Switch, I, I, mm. I got to say, I never played Black Flag on any other console until it came out on Switch mm-hmm. and it, you know, I could just have, you know, great Yoho pirate journeys uh, while I'm on my couch <laughs> and, and all around the house or traveling. Yeah, Black Flag is definitely one of my favorites of the series. But we are here to talk about Assassin's Creed Chronicles <laughs> China. Yeah. <laughs> So this is set in the uh, Ezio uh, time frame, pretty much, because near the end of Ezio's time frame, mm-hmm. um, because, well, Ezio is your mentor in the game through like little training sessions. When you're learning new stuff and new attacks, you have Ezio going through and teaching you, um, you being, uh, and we apologize um, right off the bat for the pronunciations and names, especially on my part. Um, but you follow Xiao Jun, and she is the female assassin in this one. And she was actually mentioned in the uh, short film anime, uh, Assassin's Creed Embers. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, set in 1526, and you get to see a lot of really cool stuff. Um, my only thing is that we finally get introduced to like a feudal, you know, china japan type era and it's 2.5d and you could see the super potential that this game could have if it was ever set in that setting uh, as a large release i will say yeah you're right uh because i know 
for for seemingly forever it seems as though you know fans have been wanting a game an assassin's creed game set in in like japan yeah up to that point i think pretty much every other game was very very eurocentric i mean you had some some departures where they would go to the caribbean and uh the united states kind of the the Mm -hmm. western hemisphere but you never never got out east at all and there's there's so much potential there there's so much history uh so much that you could build on for story for something like this right 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 and that was that was kind of what drew me to to this uh particular game once again like you know it's part of a trilogy right uh paired with india and russia and all of them are actually tied together Right. But it also gives you an opportunity to see three different assassins in three different parts of the world that you haven't typically seen in Assassin's Creed games uh, prior to this. And honestly, not really after this either. Uh-uh. Yeah, if nothing else, at least kind of gives you three different kind of styles and flavors to, to play around with. So, yeah, I think it was really cool. Uh, I thought it was a bold choice to go with the platformer, you know, and honestly, I feel like it, they pulled it off. Yeah, I really like it. It gave me strong uh, Prince of mm-hmm. Persia vibes yeah. in the beginning, where your your mm-hmm. health bar was really low, and so if you got in a scuffle, you were pretty much dead. Um, yes, speaking you know, of but... speaking of style, did either of you two yeah. stop and just take a look at the background? Yes. On this, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was that was one of the best parts of the game. Mm-hmm. Is is you have the foreground, which is all you know your your architecture and buildings and everything that you're running around but then in the far far background it's it's all real stylistic like mm-hmm. i think it's it's like a chinese ink wash painting mm-hmm. yeah even oh, the cutscenes yeah. had that kind of feel to it exactly exactly uh it definitely they definitely said you know what um, we understand uh, where this game is supposed to take place um, and we wanted to give its own flavor. We wanted to give its own style. And uh, yeah, it, it almost—it was almost like you were playing inside of, of one of those like watercolor or ink wash paintings. I mean, even the character of Xiao Jun herself, when she's moving, if you paid attention to like her sash that she wears, you know, it just kind of the way it flowed as well. It's just, I don't know. I think overall, it's a fantastic presentation. I thought I thought that was a really great way for them to take advantage of the the change to a, a 2.5D platformer rather than you know the the true 3D platformer that we had had in most of the rest of the in, in the rest of the core Assassin's Creed games mm-hmm. where they took I mean they could have just as easily said all right here we're going to slap a bunch of buildings in the background but they instead they took the difference in the the change of of the kind of game it was and use that as an advantage to add more flavor into it it was just Mm -hmm. yeah so good (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now since we're talking about an assassin's creed game right Uh, we're talking about uh you know there are definitely stealth elements right right this isn't just like this wasn't like we're playing Mega Man right where you're just kind of going mm-hmm. through and just blasting mm-hmm. and, and killing everything right I mean we're we're talking about an Assassin's Creed game I uh I like the way that they still how stealth was still key in this despite the fact that we're talking about a 2.5 d d um platformer <laughs> wow <laughs> uh you know now Adam right so so we keep saying 2.5 d right right yep where's the the point five come from 
So 2.5D, normally your typical 2D games is you're set on one plane and you're moving left and right. When it comes to a 2.5D game, you have interactions with foreground and background um, while still moving just typically left and right. So whether it's crossing a uh, bridge to get into the background or climbing a cliff or a building and as you go around the corner, like the view shifts to unlock more of the level. Um, it's just some background and foreground interactions. Um, this game does it really well too, because there's some times where you can see stuff in the background, whether it's a target or a chest, and you're like, did I skip that? Or how am I going to get there? You know, it's really cool. Especially like in some puzzle elements too, where like you might've had to untie a boat that drifted into the foreground and then you go back, you know, walk across that little plank to get into the foreground, and now you're able to go. So it's really cool um, just seeing the transitions between foreground, background. I thought that was that was kind of both a strength and a weakness for it when I when I played through because it it made navigation kind of challenging. Like you said, you you know, you'd be playing, you'd be going along, and then all of a sudden you'd see something in the background that you'd be like, oh, you know, do I need to backtrack and find a way across, or you know, you, do I just keep pushing on? And there was a couple times where I had to go back to a checkpoint because I realized that I had kind of, I would start to pass a point of no return. And I, I wanted to backtrack. I wanted to see this thing. <laughs> I, mm. I wanted to see all the things. There's so much going on. Yeah, I, uh, I guess it did give you like a serious I, sense of I, FOMO at times. <laughs> right? yeah. You're kind of going like, oh man, what did I pass? Especially if you take a look at... um your little map with all the objectives and such. And you go, wait a minute, how did I miss that? I was going, like, I was, I was just uh, rolling along. I didn't think about how, oh, man, there was clearly something that could have triggered, uh, you know, that transition into a foreground or a background that, that made me miss this important thing. And now I didn't get this objective and such. So I, I get that. Now, I also have a quick question yeah, for Luke yeah. real quick. How many how many Metroidvania games have you ever Only played? Only a couple and never to completion. Hmm. Okay. Uh, like I said, I'm not a because that's not a definitely huge like... side scroller fan, and the Metroid their Metroid series mm -hmm. has kind of always been that for me. Hmm. But yeah, no, that's fair. That's why I want to <laughs> ask when it came to like seeing something and not being able to get there. Like, have you ever played? Or how much yeah. Metroidvania? Type I I, games I could played? eventually yeah. get there, okay. but the the levels were so expansive that it would take a while to navigate to the right place in this game. So I, I correct. Yeah. Uh, oh no, no, go ahead. I was, I was going to ask, uh, you know, Alan, you had said that, you know, this it, Assassin's Creed games are known for the stealth gameplay. I mean, it's in the name. Yeah. You have these sneaky mm -hmm. assassin. Mm -hmm. What, uh, yeah, the, in, in this game, there's, I forget what the names are. It was like shadow and then assassin and then something else. But uh, Brawler, I think that was the third one. So mm -hmm. you you were scored Grappler on or something like three that. different ways to play. You'd, mm -hmm. get, you'd get your uh, Shadow or the, the Super Stealth for uh, just being able to sneak through an area without, mm -hmm. you know, killing anybody, <laughs> mm -hmm. setting off any alarms or anything like that. Uh, the, the Assassin was a lot more the traditional run-in and be very sneaky and just, you know, kill people from the shadows. And then you had Brawler, mm -hmm. which is... Uh, what I ended up doing a lot of the time, which is all right, alarms going off, things are going south. Let's let's whip out the sword and let's let's tally ho, lads. Mm -hmm. uh, what what did you guys end up doing 
for your playthroughs? I mean, what was the dominant style of play for you? Oh man, for me it was uh, definitely Shadow. I was all about the show. I had no no problem uh, just taking time to uh, actually, you know, study all of the the uh, character movements and just do my best to try and sneak around as much as possible. I and if I didn't get Shadow in area uh, in an area, I'm not gonna lie to you, I would just restart. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I, it just frustrated me if I didn't get Shadow uh, in certain parts. So, so yeah. It, I spent more time on this than I probably should have, but I wanted those shadows all the time. And since you got nice. them at so many checkpoints throughout one level. Yeah. Right. That's how I found myself frustrated with that, but in just going with that. <laughs> yeah. In my, in my uh, early playthrough of the game, uh, start down a was mm-hmm. my friend. And that is how you go to restart <laughs> checkpoint because I was the same way. I'm like, boom, I, I want this. I know mm-hmm. I can do it. I saw, I, well, here let's 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 backtrack a little bit. Uh, you can see the enemy's cone mm-hmm. of vision, so you know yeah. where they're looking, and you can see if their vision is obstructed by an mm-hmm. object. There's also items in the environment, whether it's um, bird cages or squeaky floors, dogs. wind chimes, mm-hmm. dogs, uh, things that you know will let a guard know mm-hmm. that you're close by. There's also foreground interactions way to hide you can grapple up to Mm -hmm. ceilings um, and tuck your legs in and hide you can hide behind boxes in corners and like little alleyways dark shadows eagle vision would show like the patrol paths of the guys too mm -hmm. that was that was pretty nice yeah Mm -hmm. and you had items to help you distract yourself whether it was the grappling hook or noise darts or throwing knives or just firecrackers that you could throw and stun them to get their attention somewhere so you could run dash into the next corner um and yeah i would have such a good little streak going on and then i would just screw up because <laughs> he turned around sooner than i expected mm-hmm. him to and then and like I said, that was that my first half of the gameplay. And the later half of the gameplay, if they saw me, I'm like, well, sucks to suck, loser. And I would kick them in the throat <laughs> with a knife. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> well another, part, another reason was because, you know, you're being scored on all of this at the end of each level. And, um, you know, you unlock certain things based on your score, right? Like, you know, whether that means you get yeah. to carry an extra firecracker or, you know, whatever. Um, so I was always like, you know, I want all the things I want mm-hmm. as much of all mm-hmm. the things as I can have. Uh, so that was another reason why I really pushed for that shadow. However, I do find interesting is um, so there is a there is one section or one part of the game where you have no choice but to fight an enemy. Right. There is a kind of like a, a mini boss that you have to fight. Uh, I'm sure both of you are familiar with what I'm talking about. And um, as you're fighting, you know, a fire is starting mm-hmm. and all. And because I had played so much towards the shadow, I had no idea how to actually fight. <laughs> right. So now here I am in a And I'm just like, <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> right. So then I had to, you know, look through all of the combat techniques, um, which all in all, you know, seemed pretty intuitive and, you know, were pretty simple and all. But then I had to try and get the timing right. It just... I was out of practice for an actual fight at that point yeah. because I'd, I'd done so much sneaky, sneaky and not enough fighty, fighty. And uh, yeah. You know, that, that brings up another good point. I, I thought that, you know, you're, you're running through, you're hunting down these, these guys as, as you know, often in Assassin's Creed games, you do, 
you have mm-hmm. a, a series of people to go assassinate. And uh, I thought most of the boss battles were really anticlimactic. There, there were only, it seems like there was only a couple that were actual challenges that it wasn't just like, all right, going to run up and just shank this guy. Well, and that's kind of reminiscent of, so the Ezio trilogy, like if you played that mm-hmm. level right, when it came to a boss, you didn't have to fight anything. You would kill him, requisesse him, pache him, and then, you know, that was it. And you felt yeah. like an assassin. And and I'm glad they kind of like kept that here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want some like really like grindy, tough like fights where it's like, all right, I've taught, learned all this stuff and I rarely used it. Unless you played like I did in the last half, then you're, you're dodging bullets and doing a lot there of There were a stuff, couple in but... there where you did have to navigate the environment and, and there were, you know, like mini bosses or whatnot that you'd have to deal with. And, and I thought mm-hmm. that that was, that was enough of a challenge and it gave me a real sense of accomplishment after <laughs> ending that, that part of the, the game. But there's a, yeah. There's uh there's one in there that I thought was really great that uh, you you have to you have the option of ne- um, interacting with the environment to kill the boss. You don't you don't actually have to fight him. You can just interact with the environment, and then if you do it in the mm-hmm. right way, you beat the guy. And I thought that was great. That was that was very Assassin's Creed to me. Yeah, I think you know exactly which one you're talking about. I think that was the guy that I had to learn how to fight when playing against. Um, because <laughs> there's a, you know, a certain you have to time things a certain way in order yeah. to get the environment to affect yeah. them um yeah and I, and I would do it and then i'd miss and i'm like okay fine <laughs> you know what we're just let's just fight guy <laughs> you know but yeah so yes wait i was gonna say we kind of glossed yeah, over something um and, and it's it, it's it's an assassin's creed game so we can do the short version of it is what are we doing like who are these people we're killing oh, and why? Oh, yeah. get, let's get to the story way after we talk about yeah. everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sure. laughs> so, um, uh, anyway, so like yeah, you said, ahead. so Xiao Jun was actually uh, trained by Ezio, right? And there's more to her story about who she was before that and such. Um, not really much. I mean, you you can play the game and discover like what her story is and how she ended up becoming an assassin and all. But she was trained by by Ezio comes back uh to China has uh basically a chapter master of the assassins that she works with and we find when the game starts we find out that pretty much all of the assassins in China have been wiped out by these guys the uh the eight tigers yeah yep. right? I mean yeah they're just the last two and um yeah, your job is to, to kill these guys. Um, apparently, they're using the emperor as their their puppet, kind of pushing a lot of like the Templar uh, agenda in China. To the point where, in the beginning of the game, in order to get your hands on a precursor box, right, uh, you actually Shao uh, Jun actually allows herself to be captured by one, and that's how you start the game in a in a cage, suspended, like however many feet. <laughs> over over a giant chasm and i just love that like i'll let you catch me yeah. you're gonna die yep yeah so yeah, did, did, did i get it right was that it yeah yeah the, yeah. the, eight, the eight tigers yeah. are a bunch of templars too that's the only thing i'd add mm. is that yeah that's that's the you know, assassins versus templars that's the whole shtick of the assassin's creed plot lines and follows yeah. through here and rebuilding mm-hmm. 
Yeah, rebuilding the yeah. Brotherhood in yeah. China. Yeah. yeah. Now, now you say that, right? Remember, it's, this mm -hmm. game did come after Brotherhood mm -hmm. and after you know Revelations mm -hmm. and stuff, where you started adding that element of building uh, your own Brotherhood and yeah. everything that you would then. Uh, go on to command to send to different areas to do this and do that and all and because this this game is designed the way it is you don't do all of that stuff like you aren't building up the assassins uh order here in china as you're playing the game you're literally just here to get this box and kill these guys yeah yeah and obviously the story is more mm -hmm. in depth through little like scrolls and little hidden points that you can find in the game, like little animus data points. So like Assassin's Creed, you can learn way too much <laughs> about what's going on just by reading some of the information and documents and about the characters. But mm -hmm. And the, the ending of yeah. the game sets it up. I, I would love to see a full on regular Assassin's Creed game sequel to this where it's, where it's similar to brotherhood where, Mm -hmm. you've had bad things happen and Shaojun is the only remaining assassin in China and whether whether you play as her or a, an acolyte of her uh, you know rebuilding the order in China I think that, that there would be tremendous potential for that game yeah honestly I could see oh, that yeah. being more like um like a revelations game yeah. uh, where, where yeah. you have like an, an, an aging Ezio who's, you know, he, he's more than willing to do the job, but mm. by the end of it, you realize, you know, he's, it's time for him to, to move he, he's on. tired. He's tired. Right. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I could see, I could see this being one of those things with Shao Jun as well, where like she, she's older, um, you know, she's, she's built up in order and and all but you know she still has to to go ahead and and strap on her boot knife and uh and take out some fools before i mean in order to pave the way for for younger assassins to take over also she uses a boot knife not I not an actual <laughs> i was gonna say i love that uh, like yes. a hidden blade it was a hidden blade mm -hmm. in her boot and like i said I, every time she just high kicks someone in the throat right? i was like I want to do that right? more often. Right? <laughs> Put down this damn sword. Let me right? use my I feet. Mean, honestly, and every time you see that, like I'm just like, wow, that seems brutal, man. I don't know something about just getting kicked in the in the neck, and there's a blade in that in that. It just seemed like, oh man, this is like way less humane than uh <laughs> than that wrist mounted one that everyone else seems to carry, man. <laughs> yeah. Like this one would hurt a lot. Um, I, I love the I love the scrolls. You know, you unlock these scrolls through gameplay, and they mm -hmm. give you a little bit more, more flavor and, and story. And the the story behind the boot knife is just like, yeah, she got the she got the wrist blade, didn't like that, and decided to <laughs> do something a little more martial artsy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Boot knife exactly. to the throat. Oh, yeah, Damn. really cool. But uh, but yeah, so so we we talked about this previously. But um, but the game itself is is broken up, you know, a little bit. You know, you have yes, lots of hey, I'm gonna hide from these guys. Hey, I'm gonna sneak up and kill these guys. Hey, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. You know, but then you also have a couple of moments in there where, you know, it kind of breaks it up, and it seems like the main way they break it up, or the the other style of of a uh, gameplay that you'll see in this is one where you have to do basically hardcore parkour 
<laughs> all over a level uh, for whatever <laughs> objective, whether you're chasing somebody or whether you're trying to escape something. And it actually made from one of my favorite uh, moments in the game. So I can't speak for you guys, but my favorite level in the game is actually Macau. And that's the one with the boats yes. Yes. and all and uh, in the, yep. the creaky floors and all. But the end of that one, you find yourself on the run because the whole place is burning. The and... whole level is burning and exploding and things are going crazy everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's just so much fun because like you, you you're running from the fires. All of the Templars are. I don't know. They can't decide if they're trying to run from it all or if they just want to stand around and go, hey, what, what's going on and such. But uh, you find yourself like doing like speed assassinations while at the same time, like <laughs> sliding under planks that are falling as you're, <laughs> as you're running by or trying to to climb up a wall before, um, you know, fire reaches you uh, and everything just apparently is just covered in haystacks, uh, covered in hay and like uh, kerosene soaked wood. <laughs> right. So so the fire just doesn't stop chasing you that entire level uh, as you just try to go further, faster, higher. Right. And, uh, yeah, there's another part in the game where you're also chasing someone and, you know, you're seeing like the levels exploding around you. Uh, all your footholds are falling out as you're as you're trying to keep up with this uh this person that you're chasing after and honestly it it really kind of felt like a great break from all of the okay i'm gonna i'm gonna sit here for five seconds wait for them to turn around see if i can get to that to that closet before they get there and you know i felt like it, it really kind of helped the game be a bit more three-dimensional <laughs> in in my mind yeah when i was when i was writing down notes for this episode after i was playing after i played the game one of the mm -hmm. one of the good notes that I had was, it's distilled Assassin's Creed. It, it's mm. it's got all of the elements, and, and this is this is something about game design that yeah, if I'm going to soapbox for a second, that that's really difficult mm. to do. If you take, you know, something that is really complex and really uh, you know pop it, it, part of pop culture, and you have a lot of different elements to it, it's really difficult sometimes to say, all right, what makes the Assassin's Creed games, the Assassin's Creed games. What is, what is the, uh, you know, distilled essence of this game? And, and mm -hmm. I felt like this, this game did this right, where it had everything that I would expect to have in a scaled down, just, just very, uh, you know, zoomed in Assassin's Creed game. But mm -hmm. at the same time, when you, when you only have a couple items that you can work with, you only have a couple different moves that you can do. Uh, compared to the larger scale games, the the repetition became a little, it, it almost, for me, it almost got to the point where it was monotonous and it almost okay. overstayed its welcome. So so that Macau level where everything, mm -hmm. all of a sudden it starts exploding and it's just like, run. Mm -hmm. You know, that that just broke it up perfectly for me. There's a couple other things that they do to break it up later in the game but that did a great job of, of keeping the gameplay from getting too, uh, too monotonous. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, perfectly mm -hmm. said, like absolutely perfectly said. And, you know, it, it, it was part of the reason why in the last half of the game, I switched my style because after running and doing <laughs> all that cool stuff uh, during that level, I was like, well, I just want to play the game like this. <laughs> 
And, you know, and now I have this ability to do like really cool, like slide, mm -hmm. um, assassinations and jump assassinations. And I, it's kind of how I adapted my playthrough was because of that level. Um, it, the one thing that drove me insane, uh, that I just, I wish I had something and it was like one more weapon. Mm -hmm. I wish I had the ability to switch from the sword because you do see, especially if you're playing just balls of the walls running, you're going to be fighting a, yeah. a little bit. And I got tired of seeing like the same attacks with the okay. sword. Give me a heavy, give me something light and quick. But that other than that, like if I was to play this game without knowing anything about it, I think about 20 minutes in, I'd be like, wait, is this Assassin's Creed? <laughs> like it does have that mm -hmm. feel to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree. Uh, and I, I could totally see where you're coming from, Luke, with, um, with things getting kind of monotonous uh, after a while. Uh, but I will say that I also feel like the game was just that perfect length. Right? Yes. Um, yes. Like I'm I sure they could wholeheartedly. <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, I feel like they definitely could have stretched it. <laughs> if but, there was, but then, but then it would have been yeah, too much. If there was one more level. Yeah. If there would have been one more level, I think my attitude towards this game, I'd have been like, mm -hmm. I didn't finish it. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think, yeah, it, yeah. I think it took me about an even four hours to beat. So mm -hmm. it was not, it was not long. It was not a huge investment, uh, you know. Relatively speaking, it was it was yeah. It was one that I beat in a day, and right. I I felt really satisfied at the end. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's which I know I know I know the listeners don't know this, but that's the reason we chose some of these <laughs> games like this. <laughs> it, it, show behind the curtain was to much. have that. It, <laughs> yeah, was to have that feeling of a good game that you can beat in a day and be like. Wow. Okay. I'm glad yeah. I played that. What What did you guys think? Of, yeah. One thing that really stuck out with the, with this game for me was how tight the controls were. Like yes. in some, one of the things that just absolutely drives me batty in a lot of these games is sometimes, uh, you know, I have kind of meat hooks for hands and, you know, not the, the greatest hand-eye coordination in the world. So for some of these games, it's, it's a really uh, tedious endeavor to jump in mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't want you to jump off that ledge. And mm -hmm. you know, and others it's like, all right, you are a trained assassin. You've, you've studied for years. You, you can parkour the snot out of anything, but you're just going to run at this wall and you're not going to grab the ledge and you're going <laughs> to fall to your death. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's great there, buddy. Uh, and I have a real problem with a lot of those. And one thing that makes me just walk away from a game, it's, it's that kind of thing. But I felt like this game did a really good job of if I'm going to make a jump, it's going to be a jump that I can make. If I'm going to mm -hmm. make a jump and grab onto something, okay, the, 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 the character is going to be able to grab onto that and basically do what actions I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a few times where playing this where I was like, this is an Assassin's Creed game, meaning it, why aren't you releasing? Why aren't you moving <laughs> yeah. where you need to go? Like I, I had that happen a few times, especially like if there was a ledge, I know I could get up on and I was underneath it and tried to jump straight up. It wouldn't yeah. let me do it. Yeah. Like it, you have to like be running to jump. And I'm like, eh, I mean, it makes sense in theory, but it just go faster. Eh. I'm also kicking. Yeah. <laughs> You're being too yeah, deliberate. You thinking, dude? dude, just, 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 just go faster, Adam. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, uh, you yeah, know, Adam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I'll, 
I'll, I will take blame for this one. So yeah, no, no, granted, I have played actually all three of the games more often than than both of you have. So I guess I'm just more more used to the way it flows. To me, uh, the controls were really freaking tight. Um, I there I can't think of any instance. At least once you know you get the hang of what you're doing and you're trying to figure out like how to navigate the space and everything. I can't think of any instances where I was like, okay. I press the button. Why aren't you doing what I'm telling you to do? Yes. Uh, you know, everything did what it, what I needed it to do when I needed it to do. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> everything I needed <laughs> to do when I needed it to do it. There we go. And, and, uh, and I'm not sure if that just comes from, you know, once again, the fact that I've played every one of these games so many times, uh, and because of that, I'm just used to that flow or, or what, but, but yeah, like for me, it was like, okay, I want to climb up this wall. I need to, um, you know, I need, I need to claim, uh, so I do like a little, I can't think of the word anymore. Basically when you're, <laughs> when you're on a wall, sashaying to the side and doing like these hops and everything off to the side. And I need to climb to, I mean, up on to, uh, the the floor where where all these enemies are but wait a minute there's a cone okay now it's move jump up climb up a ladder you know uh jump off the ladder onto a platform throw my my dart up and and crawl up it and everything in order to avoid another enemy i felt as though when i needed to do it it did it um yeah yeah now the, the right. only you know since since you mentioned that adam that was the only exception to that is is when I was on something like, like when I was shimmying across a ledge or something and I wanted to do the whole, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed jump down and assassinate a guy from, you know, death from above style. That was the only mm -hmm. time that I, I, I ever had some real frustration with the controls. And I think that if there had been more opportunities for that earlier in the game, I feel like I could have gotten my reps in and and been mm -hmm. more confident and capable of doing that later in the game so there is one more thing control wise that mm -hmm. drove me insane do tell um it was <laughs> so like if you parried an attack and rolled over their yeah. shoulder Which is to awesome. get behind yes. them you didn't you didn't automatically look at that person that you just rolled over yes so there are certain enemies in the games with like iron shields and the only way to attack them is to hit them from behind well at this point in the game if you're fighting one of those there's a chance that there's a few other enemies mm -hmm. around and so like i would roll over and start attacking this other enemy i'm like no i'm trying to hit the shield guy but mm. i mean it was annoying but it doesn't See, break the game there, there were anything. enough you instances learn to push towards the there direction were enough instances yeah. where a guy would come at me and i'm just like i just want to get past you man and you know, he would, he would attack and I would parry. And, it, you know, one of the game mechanics is when you parry an attack, you have an opportunity to like flip up and roll over their back to, so you're behind them. The, mm -hmm. um, so, mm -hmm. so when I would be doing that guy would come at me, parry, flip up and roll. And I just keep going. It's just like, all right, man, I'm done mm -hmm. with you. I don't need this. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, once again, I didn't know how to fight. So, <laughs> so I just I just avoided those at all costs. You're just too busy sneaking. 
I know. I would just like sneaky, sneaky. Oops. Wait a minute. You have a shield. I'll definitely not go anywhere <laughs> near you. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so you would have, you'd be able to speak on that away <laughs> a lot better than I can. Cause I just straight up avoided all those <laughs> at all costs. Adam, what did you think of the game overall? I liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. I really enjoy the Assassin's Creed universe. Um, I don't always get to finish all the games, especially some of the newer mm-hmm. ones. Uh, they're just so yeah, they take a lifetime. Long. Yeah, but <laughs> but when they come out, I know I'm going to be playing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And these <laughs> these are some series that I never really spent a lot of time with. So getting to actually finish an Assassin's Creed game in one sit in and get that fix is really yeah. nice. Um, I did get kind of bored of the colors in this game mm-hmm. near the end. Um, there's a lot of red, black, and tan, and that's basically all you see. And, uh, and the colors were all really which is desaturated, so cool. too. There, there wasn't mm-hmm. a whole lot of really brilliant yeah. color in there. Yeah, and you had some incredible levels, whether it was a dock full of ships or the Great Wall of China while you're fighting, you know, and the Mongolians mm-hmm. are invading. It was all kind of blended the same. So, like, one level doesn't pop out to me unless, you know, you were running really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, as Luke mentioned, like, some of the backgrounds of the watercolors in, like, the deep, deep background those kind of stood out to me the most, especially like in the great wall level, there's this war going on. And like, if you look in the background, like you can just see like an explosion happen and a bunch of like little people fly up in the air. And I'm, they, every time it happened, it laughed. I don't know if it, it just, it was so cartoony looking like in a fun way. Um, but I mean, I, I enjoyed the game and I think for the price point that we got it, it, it was hard not on sale. To. It was like what? Four bucks, three bucks, something like that. Yeah. Three dollars, yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't complain for that kind of, you know, dollar le, a dollar an hour or less than a dollar an hour for a video game is mm. I, in my opinion, that's that's money well spent. Way better return mm. than like a movie or something like that. Yeah, and I mean even full price, I think these games were under ten dollars and I would still yeah. do it. Because after you beat this game, you get like two techniques where you're like, oh, <laughs> really could have used those during the game and it unlocks a new yeah. game plus and a harder version of new game plus so like i'm going to go through and mm-hmm. do it eventually like, I'm, why I'm not with you there you know i'm, I'm gonna give it a while for me to to you know because again that's a that's a lot for one sitting to play through so i, I i'll probably give it a month or two but then I'm, I'm definitely looking back uh looking looking forward to coming back to it and trying out the new game plus where you have all the abilities off the bat. Yeah. Um, my name is Alan. I've played this game like, <laughs> like 30 times. So, yeah. I was about to ask. Yeah. I was about to ask you. I was like, you know, you recommended yeah. this game, Alan. Like, what is new game plus like? Oh, I mean, it's at this point, I every time I start a new game, it is the new plus. So I don't remember what the difference is. Uh, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> oh. is, uh, um, I mean, you, you have. I mean, you you pretty much have all the skills from the start. Um, when you do acquire all of your your items again, you you have like at least six of each or something like that. And I mean, and you know what you're what you're walking into. So, so for me, 
it's pretty much just the normal mode at this point. <laughs> so, just loaded for bare, ready Fair to enough. walk okay. room. From, yeah, from room to room, like Moses parting the Red Sea. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I'm that way with the other two games as well. Now, China, uh, so of all three of them, China is my favorite. And I think a lot of it does have to do with a lot of those same backgrounds and stuff you were talking about and just uh, the music. You know, it's, it's like uh, there, because, you know, you, you have the assassin's creed music right you know you know the tunes when you hear them you know the uh, especially everything since the uh like the Ezio trilogy you know when you hear that right you know what you're walking into the Ezio brothers right or the auditorium right right right. and uh and i know that they did their own version of that uh here in china you know using whatever instruments were more appropriate and uh, and everything for that and i felt that that really um you know just kind of helps like like solidify and really drive home the fact that you know you're playing a game based in china uh and i thought that that was kind of a really cool thing that they did because they could have just done whatever they wanted they could have like changed up the soundtrack or or you know put in like all like techno music for all we know they could have done whatever they wanted but i feel like they kind of kept true to the assassin's creed games and kind of gave like a little nod to all the others that came before it and doing like those little details uh like that and it also carries over to the other games india and russia so if we ever get a chance i think we discussed that before we started recording this and all you know you know, take a chance uh, take a moment you know and just try to try those out see what they're like and all because they also will do more right they'll also do a lot of those same things with the backgrounds and with all the the other elements the color schemes and such to say okay this is india okay this is russia you know and this is how they differ from every from everything else i think one one last <laughs> thing that i wanted oh, to, to talk about and we had mentioned it earlier in the episode, but the uh, that yeah the idea of signposting, like you, you have different colors or paint marks or something to to differentiate ledges you can grab or places mm-hmm. you can go, things you can interact with, and and one of the things I really appreciated about this game is is unlike a lot of other Assassin's Creed games, you could see the vision cones of the uh, enemies, and you could mm-hmm. see like all just just the very very uh fine boundary between <laughs> when you were going to you know set off some wind chimes and, and hit those and make sound to alert baddies or if you were going to lo- walk into their line of sight and i thought all of that was very nicely done i very much appreciated it, it <laughs> and um yeah that was it was it was a lot more ui elements that were just you know imposed on that world but I didn't feel like they were unwelcome or, or took away from the art and uh, background of it too much. Would you guys I totally like? agree? Yeah. yeah, I totally, totally agree. Especially since um, there were times, depending on the level where something like the wind chimes, it's something you could have totally missed if you weren't paying attention yeah. uh, to it. You know, like once or twice in my playthroughs, like, yeah, I was so focused on just trying to escape a cone that I didn't see and ran smack like face first into a wind <laughs> chime. And now I've alerted everybody in the whole region. Um, I mean, I do so that yeah. in real life. So I'm, <laughs> you just I'm run the definitely going to do it in <laughs> a video game. 
All right, so now I know. Next time you come so over, I'm, keep keep my wind chimes <laughs> much and, and higher. Our, so you can't our, our listeners can't see us, but I am I am the most vertically challenged or or shortest. <laughs> I'm at the lowest altitude of any of the three hosts here, uh, <laughs> by by a decent bit. But um, yeah, yeah, you probably have to raise those wind chimes a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow. All right. Yeah. How about you, Adam? Bye. You know, I think this was around the time where, well, looking back, this is around the time where Ubisoft still poured a lot of love into the setting, like mm-hmm. you were mentioning. Um, all the research they did about like this one little building, um, the in-depth they go about the music and the art style, like they really used to like focus on that. And they still do to a point, but you know, now all of a sudden you're fighting mm-hmm. gods and, you know, like it got a little bit more mystical and, you know, you can only tell the story about Absurgo and the end of the world mm-hmm. so many times before you do have to branch out. But I liked, it felt like China, you know, like it felt like, and I was learning stuff, which is the weirdest thing about the Assassin's <laughs> Creed universe is like, I'm reading, I'm like, I, I still hate that I'm learning playing the game. This is really interesting. Um, but that that brings up another good point. And then though. I there, think there was yeah. no Abstergo modern day plotline. It was strictly focused on Xiaojun and, and exactly. her story. And, and I thought that was mm-hmm. that was a, a really welcome departure because it's like let's not tack on anything extra. Let's just focus on this story, this one person, and a very particular time in her life that is is very pivotal for her and for the assassins in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, as yeah. Adam was saying that, I was thinking the exact same thing. It's like, oh, yeah, they don't mention Abstergo. You know, yeah. you don't see an animus. You don't uh, you don't come back and feed and discover like, you know, you're you're going through the memories of someone in the future or anything. It's literally just her assassinating, 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 assassinating. Being yeah, an assassin. Yeah, sure. To, <laughs> to work as an yes. assassin. Killing. Yeah, yeah. killing. Gratuitous killing. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I'm going to stab you or, in or the neck. Or sneaking in your case. Just gratuitous <laughs> sneaking. Exactly. And you're doing this without thinking about the consequences of those actions and how learning these things are affecting the future, you know, all at the same time. I mean, you, you understand at this point, if you've played any Assassin's Creed games by this point, um, what is happening and how the time periods you know how the future and the past affect each other and you know you know why we care so much about this cat and mouse game that that took place where the assassins and the templars are facing each other and what they're fighting for and yada 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 but yeah it didn't go into all of that you know like you said there was no end of the world no doomsday uh, element here it's literally just assassins being assassins and killing Templars. So. Also, thank you, Desmond Miles, for thank saving you. us. Desmond. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Desmond. Uh, we we will we will have a, a holiday in your in your honor. I say thank you every December twenty first. <laughs> is is oh. that the the yeah. canon date? Yeah. Or... Okay. Okay. That is exactly. Yep. Yes. So, quick little side note: Assassin's Creed, or like when assassin's creed 3 when everything's going together the end of the world december 21st or 2012 whatever that date was is the date everything 
where the Templar is about to do their stuff. Desmond Miles does his thing, and we thank him. There Moment of silence for our boy, Desmond Miles. Yep. I mean, I'm not saying he died, but he did. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Jeez. He saved us. We should all know the exactly. history. Right. Of the That's the only way a true hero can. We are, we are digressing uh, you know, uh, with a really, uh-huh. really great, you know, yeah, token that... TGCB <laughs> digression. Let's mm-hmm. let's bring it around. What are our final thoughts on this game? Play the game. Play it. Yeah. I did. If you're an Assassin's Creed fan, or even not, you just like a good, simple 2.5D platformer, just want to kill the time, and you can find it on sale, or you have Ubisoft Game Pass, yeah. or Ubisoft Plus, pick it up, play yeah. it. You're not going to do any harm. It's great. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, you don't know anybody who's ever played Rogue before, neither do I, but um, <laughs> I, I feel as though if I've ever mentioned Chronicles... You know, and said, "Oh yeah, it's an actual Assassin's Creed game." I, I feel like more people would at least recognize Rogue, and their eyes wouldn't go as blank as they do <laughs> when I say Chronicles. So yeah, I, I yeah. I'm not sure the game gets as as much love as as it really really should because it's it's really good. Yeah, I think it's different enough that a lot of people missed out on it. But as like I said, bang for the buck, you're getting a fantastic Assassin's Creed game. You're getting a very neat little story in an area of the world that is is really been neglected by this series mm-hmm. so i think with that being said we see everybody next week same bad time yeah same I bad can... channel all right everybody hey it's improving <laughs> it's improving <laughs> all right everybody uh this has been assassin's creed china but uh, from Talk Games Chew Bubblegum, thanks for joining us once again. Uh, we look forward to talking your ears off about something else next week. Uh, until then, take care of yourself and others. Fellas, you want to give yourselves a little outro? Say bye. Yeah, hit us up on social media. Ask us questions. Follow us. Give us the likes. Talk to us. We really want to know what y'all think and uh, what y'all want to see us play. Check us out at TalkGamesChewBubblegum.com. There we go. All right. Have a great week. All right. Good night. Yep. Good night. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs>